glance at a satellite image of northeast Wyoming, and you can't miss the coal mines. The square-cornered gray blotches stretch north to south over more than 70 miles. But if all goes according to plan, someday, when the mining is done, those scars will disappear, erased from the landscape by intensive reclamation efforts. Coal companies are on the hook for that cleanup. But the industry's recent collapse has raised questions about whether they will actually come through. For Inside Energy, Wyoming Public Radio's Stephanie Joyce takes us behind the scenes of the complex, expensive process of cleaning up mining's legacy. Standing on a platform looking down into one of the three active pits at Cloud Peak Energy's Antelope Mine near Douglas, engineering manager Blake Jones struggles to describe the scale of the mining operations in relatable terms. To that, that bluff over there, it's about four miles. <laughs> the bluff marks the far side of the mine pit. The space in between is just a huge void. The coal seam is at the bottom of the pit, and in order to get to it, a fleet of shovels and trucks scraped away hundreds of feet of overlying dirt. It's hard to imagine this spot ever looking like it did before. But turning away from the pit, Jones points to a grassy hill behind us. We mined through this area three years ago. As in, through the hill. And then they put it back, more or less like it was. You built this hill. Absolutely. Cloud Peak literally moved a mountain. In fact, they're constantly moving mountains. As the mine progresses, the dirt scraped off the coal goes back into the part of the pit that's already been mined. And one truckload at a time, the gaping void is filled. But moving mountains back into place is just the beginning of the reclamation process. The rest, rebuilding an entire ecosystem starting with the plants. Before we mine, the vegetation studies go through and document what are the native species and what density and what, uh, um, how many sagebrush per square meter, and literally to that level of detail. And we go back and, and re redo that. There's also wildlife, water, soil, but we'll stick with the vegetation to keep things relatively simple. Where does all this vegetation come from? We uh, buy seed and actually plant it, literally farm it back into, into the ground. In Wyoming, the seed has to come from native grasses and flowers, plants that would have been here before mining ever started. And that's not the kind of thing you can just buy at your local hardware store. So this is our seed barn, what we call the seed barn. The Bridger Plant Materials Center in South Central Montana is one of a handful of plant material centers run by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Together, they're where most of the native plants used in mine reclamation originate. On the surface, it looks like just about any other farm, with guys riding around on tractors in fields. He's cultivating this field of antelope, slender white prairie clover. The center is the first link in the reclamation process. The seed from its fields is sold to commercial growers, who then grow their own seed to sell to the mines for reclamation. Inside the main office, I meet Mark Majerus, a former director of the center who still volunteers. Majerus says when he started working here in the mid-70s, no one was growing native plants for reclamation. Companies would go out and find a spot, and, and uh, if it was a good seed year, then they would collect it and make that available to reclamation. But hand-picking enough wild seeds to reclaim hundreds of square miles of mine lands wasn't practical. So over the last 40 years, the center has worked to develop farmable native grasses and flowers for reclamation. It's problem-solving trying to figure out what species will work, what species the economics is there so that commercial growers can actually make a living at it. 
But having the right seed is just part of the equation. Majerus says mining companies also had to figure out the right way to replace topsoil and how to plant the seeds so they didn't blow away. You know, there's the timing, the surface manipulation. If it's really dry, you might want to do some pitting and stuff to create little microclimates. And the mining companies have, have learned this process over the years, you know, strictly trial and error. Today, mine reclamation is much more scientific than it was in the past. And as a result, it fails less frequently. But Majerus says even with all that attention to detail, there's simply no way to artificially recreate the complexity of most native ecosystems. You're, you're not going to put it back exactly as it was. I challenge you to predict what's reclaim and what's natural. Back at the Antelope Mine, Blake Jones and I are walking through an area covered in tall grasses and sagebrush. You can actually smell the sage. Smells good. Yeah. Watch for snakes, though. <laughs> as good as this hillside looks and smells, it is not reclaimed. Federal mining laws require 10 years of successful vegetation growth and the restoration of groundwater aquifers, among other things. This land, like more than 90% of the land that's been mined in Wyoming's Powder River Basin, is not there yet. In Wyoming alone, the work that's left to be done will likely cost upwards of $2 billion. For Inside Energy, I'm Stephanie Joyce. For photos and more, visit our website, insideenergy.org.